You're listening to Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. For more information, visit rightdirection.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. You got to stay in faith or watch this. So staying in faith also means staying in the process that's developing your faith. When we think of faith, staying in faith, we think that means just keep making this confession, I'm going to get the new car. Stay in faith means keep confessing that I'm rich. There's an aspect of that. But meantime, in this context, I'm telling you, staying in faith means staying in the process that's developing your faith. Don't try to jump off the wheel. Don't try to skip steps. Let it do its work so you become mature, well-developed, not deficient in any way. Y'all, I really believe that the events of these past two to three years, the pandemic in all of its forms, COVID, social justice issues, elections, inflation now, gas prices, all these things that you keep hearing about over and over and over again is designed, listen to me, to make weak people give up, cave in, and quit being people of faith. I keep telling y'all that though the pandemic and COVID, y'all remember that big ugly sailor used to show you all the time? Oh, y'all forgot about that. Every time they talk about COVID, music came on with this ugly sail. Y'all forgot about that, huh? I heard one comedian say, stop showing that! Okay? And so every time that came on, it made people, oh, you're being a by the COVID cell, okay? And now you're constantly hearing inflation. The news of the day. Gas prices for the first time in 25 years have reached $5. I heard somebody say from California, and the people in California said, wow, thank God, finally we got some good news. Y'all get that later. Because gas far more in California. It's far more in New York. My, one of my sons put out this week, he said, I, he said these gas prices are ridiculous. And, and I put right after his tweet, I said, ain't, won't it do it? I said, and you was able to fill up your tank. Come on, you can either complain or you can praise. Come on, you got to learn to praise your way through. The, for every time, you, you remember I told you, remember I told you how, how I put my, my kids through college? I was believing God to put them through debt free. And I don't know how that was going to happen. And, and uh, they, they called me the day before Chandler was starting, before school was starting at North Greenville University. By the way, who just won the D2 baseball, uh, NCAA D- baseball championship this week. Um, but so I went there, and they said, uh, they said, well, I said, well, how do I need to pay this? They said, well, uh, you know, we're going to build your prepaid tuition plan. He said, but today you just need to give us a check for $1,500. Well, I had $1,500. I wrote the check for $1,500, and I, I, I walked out of Treasure's office and said, hey, glory to God, I'm on my way. I'm paying my kids' kids. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pay my kids' education debt-free. I don't know where the next check was coming from, but I prayed God was able to write that one. That's how you praise your way through it. You can either borrow tomorrow's troubles or praise God that you got what it takes to meet today's. Jesus said, sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. Stop borrowing trouble. Master today. Master, that's that's something I was going to preach on. Master today. Master today. Master your faith today. Stand today. Fight today. Be victorious today. Tomorrow going to take care of itself. 
So all these issues, gas price, is designed to make weak people give up, cave in, and quit, and stop being people of faith. I just, come on, y'all, just like, it, though it shocked us and gave us a curve and threw us a curveball and all that, the pandemic and, and shut down, all, that, that, that surprised us. It didn't, it didn't surprise God. These gas prices, that didn't surprise God. It's like one of the worst times economically to have to buy a car right now. Okay? But if you need a car, if you need a car, if you need a car, Philippians 4.19 still, still applies to your situation. And my God shall supply all my need. It didn't say God will supply all my need as long as there's not um, a, 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 a supply shortage. He didn't say, I'll supply all your need provided that everything is leveling off in the economy. This inflation is not a surprise to God. Which is why we live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. If there's anything that these, that these volatile times have taught us is that we got to live by faith. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what the news is going to be tomorrow. But we live and we walk by faith. It's in him that we live, that we move, that we have our being. I can make it through anything. I don't know what's gonna, what, what I'm going to face tomorrow, but I know who's going to help me through tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow is going to face, but I know who's going to help me face tomorrow. Are y'all listening to me? He knows the way I take. There's nothing that I go through that is a surprise to him. So he walks with me and he talks with me and he leads me and gives me strategy day by day. I live by faith and I keep on believing. Y'all, you need to understand, your faith is a gift from God. Your faith is a gift from God. Romans 12 and 3 tells us not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, but everyone should think soberly. The latter part says, according as God hath dealt to every man the what? The measure of faith. God hath dealt, just like you're playing spades. I never learned how to play spades. I know y'all gonna take my black card away from me. Somebody look, look through me and say, no, I never learned how to play spades, okay? But when you're playing cards, you deal the cards. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Don't tell me you can't believe God. He dealt to every man the measure of faith. I don't know how I'm going to. No, he dealt to every man. You got to play your cards right. Look at somebody say, play your hand, play your hand, play your hand. Play your hand, play your hand, play your hand, play your hand. I don't mean no harm. I ain't going to point out to nobody. But some of y'all are shocked that that man you threw away, that that woman that you threw away, they done moved on with somebody else, and they doing real good, and they got a great life. At least that's what it looked like on social media. And you're like, well, he never did that when he was with me. She never smiled like that she was with me. No, but no, no, somebody else can win with your hand. Somebody else can win with your, I mean, those of you, those of you who know how to play cards. You ever see somebody, somebody, they, they fold. Let's say, what you, look, let me see this. Look, look, you got three aces right here. You got this right here. Somebody else can take your hand that you think you can't win with. Use those same cards and win. 
Ask God to show you how to play your hand. God has dealt every man to measure faith. Start using what you got. It will develop as you use it. It will grow as you use it. So faith is a gift from God. God's given everybody the measure of faith. Now it's up to you how much you use so it can grow. Ephesians 2 and 8, we know how we got saved. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. I want you to catch this, that grace is the gift from God, but faith is also a gift from God. So God has given you his grace, but then he's given you faith in his grace. So faith and grace is a gift of God. God has given to every man the measure of faith. And by grace you say that not it is to get. So faith is a gift from God. This gift of faith that God has given to every man by God is, is to not only catch this. If you don't catch anything else I say today, this gift of faith is designed by God to not only help you gain and obtain for your future, but also to maintain and sustain you in your present. This gift of faith that God's given you is not only to help you gain and obtain for your future. I'm going to get me another car. I'm going to get a better house. I'm going to get a degree. And thank God for those things. And, and it's good to use our faith to achieve more and have more and obtain more. Uh, because the Bible said, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe, you receive those things, you should have them. So there's an obtaining part of faith. But there's also a maintaining, sustaining part of faith. That until that manifests, I can still have joy. <laughs> that until this situation changed, I can still have peace on the inside of me. We all, we, we've heard this before, that, that uh, the prayer changes things. But somebody said, but sometimes prayer don't change the thing. It changes you for the thing. Any, any of y'all been through some things that have not changed, but you changed? And you made up your mind, that ain't getting on my nerves no more. No, 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 I'm, I, I, that's not going to, I will never react. That They have not changed, but I've changed. I've learned how to work circles around them. I've learned how to walk around that thing. I've learned how to not let that thing bother me. I've gotten better. I've gotten mature. I, I've, I've gotten stronger. So your faith design not only help you obtain and gain, but also help you to maintain and sustain. I want you to expect the faith that God has given you to help you that when things don't change, you're going to be all right. Proverbs 24 and 10, we've heard this many times. It says, if you faint, that word faint means give up, caving, and quit. If you faint in a day of adversity, your strength is small. Now notice it says the day of adversity. If you keep living on the earth, the day of adversity is going to come. The day of adversity means the day of trouble. The message translation says, makes it even plainer. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. I know I use some of these old movies, but, but, but um, on uh, Miss Seeley's sister on Color Purple, remember when Mr. came and chased her away from the house? She said, why? That's how some of y'all are every time you go through something. Why? You're supposed to get some gas. Father, why? 
You go to get milk. Milk I don't know how much milk five dollars a gallon. Why? 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 That's how some of y'all are every time you go through something. Why? Why? If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. Some of y'all, you're falling to pieces like you have no faith. That's how Jesus, Jesus rebuked his disciples. Jesus sends them to the other side. A storm comes. Another time, Jesus is sleeping in the lower part of the ship on a pillow, and a storm comes, and they wake Jesus up. Why? Care thou not that we perish? Don't you love us? See, you go through stuff, now you start questioning the love of God. Do you love us? How could this be happening to me? And Jesus calmed the storm and said, peace, be still. He rebuked the wind, then he rebuked them. He said, why are you so fearful? What? Watch it. Don't you realize I'm aboard this ship? We tell somebody, say, Jesus on your ship. Don't you, I'm on this ship. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. Years ago, she, if I beg her now, she, she, you know, I got this boat. I go on the boat by myself. Pastor Marcy, he ain't even trying to go with me. If I ask her, she'll, all right. Okay, sometimes I don't want to go anyway because I want to go fast and, and she want to act like we on a cruise ship. <laughs> she want to bring her books and prayer journals. This ain't that kind of trip. You need to bring your jet skis. <laughs> okay. Well, one of the first times was years ago. The first time we went out. And so, you know, a ski boat, when it first, you know, to, to get thrust, it leans back first. So if you don't, you, you think the boat's sinking. And so I had to get over the waves, so I had, I had to thrust. And so first I leaned back, and then I had to come over the waves, and it stopped. And she said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> no, my name is Herb, not Jesus. <laughs> and I, I said, honey, I said, you do really, I'm not going to let anything happen to you, right? I'm not going to let Y'all see, come on, get, get past Marcy. She, she just learned how to swim. Go. She went and got swimming lessons and learned how to swim. I, now, I tried to teach her to swim years ago in our pool, but she wasn't going to let me do it. She's going to drown me and her in three feet of water. She's just screaming, ah, ah, why? I said, stand up, stand up. And as silly as that sounds of us screaming in three feet of water we can stand in, that, that's how God looked at us sometimes. What's wrong with you? You are mine. I love you. Why are you panicking like this? If I'm on the ship, I know the storm is here. I'm not going to let anything happen to me. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. If you fall a piece in the Christ, it wasn't much to you in the first place. Some of us, we really in this season have to evaluate Am I just a talker or am I a believer? It's one thing to talk as a Christian, nothing to live as a Christian. It's another thing to say that you're one thing to say you're a believer, 
and it's another thing to believe. It's one thing to say that I'm a person of faith. It's another thing to exercise your faith. Ephesians 6, 10, 11 tells us, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord. God's not expecting you to be strong in your own strength. God's not expecting you to have all the wisdom and all the ingenuity and all the fortitude and all the might in your own strength. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let him empower you through your faith. And then he says, put on the whole arm of God. He tells us what the, what the arm of God, having, a, having the helmet of salvation, having the sword of the spirit, having the shield, the, the shield of faith, having our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, having our, our loins girded about with truth or righteousness. He says, put on the spiritual weaponry that you need that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the tricks, the schemes, the shenanigans of the devil. God says, I will, I've given you what you need to stand against whatever the devil throws at you. He said, you can stand. Come on, look at somebody and say, I can stand, I can stand. Watch this. Take something out of your vocabulary. It's something that we often say, and I get it. I can't stand it. No, I can stand it. I don't like it, but I can stand it. I can make it through anything. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This does not have to knock me down and take me out. I don't want to go through it, but if I have to go through it, I can go through it. Drop down to verse 13 of Ephesians 6. He says, he said, wherefore or therefore, he said, go ahead and put on the whole arm of God that you can be able to withstand, withstand, resist in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. Well, I've done everything. Well, keep standing. You have need a patience that after I've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. I've done everything I know to do, then keep on doing what you know to do. Notice he said, we stand in the evil day. Evil day is the same thing of Proverbs 24 and 10 that says the day of adversity. In Ephesians 6, 13, it's called the evil day. The day that trouble comes. The day that something shows up you didn't expect to have to go through. The day that you wonder why, why am I going through this? I thought, I thought, I thought. Sometimes we thought wrong. I mean, the Bible says, the Bible says that there was none more integral and upright than Job. Am I right? In all the earth. One who feared God and eschewed or hated evil. And God recommended him to the devil. The old preacher used to preach, he was picked out so he could be picked on. You know, well, Lord, please don't recommend me for that. He was picked, and, but, and yet, so if anybody had a reason to say, why? It could have been Job. Why me? I've served you. I hate evil. I fear God. And yet God used him so we can still be talking about him. <laughs> so we can still be talking about him in June of 2022 about how he stood, about he, how he came through. Some things we go through, I know we don't like it, but it's part of our Christian experience is to bless other people, is to help somebody else, is to be a testimony to somebody else. He said so. Take on the whole arm of God that you can withstand in the evil day and then having done all to stand, keep on standing. 
Well, I don't know anything else to do. Keep on standing. Stay in faith. Keep on believing. Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Don't ever submit to your doubt and to your fears. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Habakkuk put it this way. Habakkuk, the third chapter and verse 16, is a simply phrase there. He says, I'm going to rest in a day of trouble. Faith allows you to do that, that I might rest in the day of trouble. Oh, you got to have faith to rest in trouble. That's why Jesus is sleeping on the ship, because he's resting in a day of trouble. Paul learned how to rest in the day of trouble. In 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9, Paul says, oh, you think because I'm an apostle, because I've seen the Lord, because I've seen things that I can't even quite articulate it because it was in spirit form that I don't even have any earthly words for. You think because I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, you think because I got all this revelation, been to the third heaven, I haven't been through anything. Paul says no in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9. He said, we are troubled on every side. And yet not distressed. I need to catch it. He's resting in trouble. I got trouble all around me, and I'm still not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Let me tell you, perplexed for all the deep Christians who talk about, you ain't supposed to have no questions. You ain't supposed to question God. Paul said, I am perplexed. That means I got some questions. Anybody got any questions? Paul said, I got some questions. There's some things I don't have the answer to. There's some things I don't understand. It, it, it perplexes me. I don't, I don't quite get this. But yet I'm not in despair. I'm persecuted. Things are happening to me. People are attacking me. But in the midst of all these attacks, I still know I am not forsaken. And I'm cast down. Sometimes I'm knocked down. But the fact that I'm still here writing to you about it, it means I'm not destroyed. Come on, the fact that you're still here in church today, it means you're not destroyed. Even if you were crying yesterday, it means you're not destroyed. Even if you're going through something during this pandemic, the fact that you're still here, it means you're not destroyed. The fact that you're still watching me on your phone or on the computer, on YouTube, on Facebook, it means you're not destroyed. If the devil could have destroyed you, he would have taken you out. But the fact that you're still here listening to this preacher, encouraging you in your faith, it means I may have been cast down, but I I am not destroyed. Glory to God. That verse from the New Living Translation, Paul put it this way. He said, we're pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. Oh, my God. Glory to God. I'm not crushed. We're perplexed, but I'm not driven to despair. We're hunted down, but we're never abandoned by God. And we're knocked down, but we are not destroyed. I want you to understand that as a believer, your faith is to take you through rough stuff. Thank God, I believe that you can name it, you can claim it, I believe you can blab it, you can grab it, I believe you can stand on scriptures, I believe you can confess a thing and she'll be, it'll be established to you, you can decree a thing, it'll be established to you, I believe all that, and yet I know there's sometimes it ain't about none of that. There are times the greatest testimony of your faith is that I'm still here. <laughs> sometimes the greatest testimony of your faith, I'm still showing up. 
couple years ago, Pastor Marshall and I, we were in this situation that somebody really got something messed up. And, they, and we could have seriously, seriously been offended and said, I ain't never coming back around. And the person never did apologize. It was, it was a big affair. It was a big affair, and, uh, and, and they, they mistreated us and, and didn't treat us and handle us right and all that. And, uh, and when, when we showed up again, the person never did confess what they did or they made an error. They said, oh, my goodness, y'all are some special people. It's so, I, it's so good to see y'all. Know what she thought? She thought because of what happened, you'll never see us again. But we got stronger fortitude than that. Sometimes the stuff that takes you out is evidence of your faith or lack thereof. If you fall to pieces in crisis, it wasn't much to you anyway. Some of y'all, you got to ask God to put the pieces back together and then go get stronger. It doesn't mean you can't. And even if you've fallen down and fallen to pieces, you can get back up again. And the fact that you are sitting here today and the fact that you're watching, that tells me you want to keep going. Come on now. I mean, can I tell you, <laughs> all the people who wanted to backslide, the pandemic gave them a good reason. There were some people, they didn't want to come to church anyway. So the pandemic gave them a good reason. Well, praise the Lord, they shut down anyway. Praise God. At least I don't have to feel like I ain't being faithful now. Because they ain't there. So people want to backslide, they backslid. And everybody backslid, they ain't, they, they, they're not sleeping with people they ain't supposed to sleep with. They ain't smoking reef anymore. They, 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 they're not doing all kinds of debauchery things. Sometimes the backslid is, I just don't do that anymore. Church ain't that important to me anymore. Serving in ministry is just not that important. Being around the saints, Stay connected with us online or in person. Stream our services live on YouTube, Facebook, or rdci.info via the Watch Live tab on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Wednesdays, stream our Bible study at 12 noon and 7 p.m. On Fridays, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 p.m. If you're in the local area, join us for services in Columbia, South Carolina at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, Florence, or Fort Mill areas, join us for live services there. To find out more about individual campus service times and locations, visit our website at rdci.info.